We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby right here on Connecting the Dots on Renegade Talk Radio. And tonight I'm going to do a slightly different show because uh, I don't have any of my notes or my research in front of me. I'm just, uh, I have a, a guest with me tonight. He, uh, in the past, has worked with Richie Rich, Richie Kepler, on Renegade Talk Radio in the past, and they... You, and he you, fired me. No, he did not. He, he got rid of really? me. How? Yeah, he moved away from me and left me. Oh, is that when he went to Hawaii? Yes, he left me in Huntington Beach and he moved to Maui. But uh-huh. I caught up with him. Yeah. I, I got back I got back there. <laughs> Before Obama was reelected, and you're visiting, you're staying with Richie, and you, you actually your birthday is coming up. What Monday? That's the only reason he's allowing me to stay. Because <laughs> my wife kicked me out for my birthday. She sent me here. She wanted you to have a really good time. That's what it was. That's right. She knew the uh, port industry was in town. And your son's here too. I might. Yes, I always call it the father son Holy Spirit combo. Mm, the great triumvirate. My my father is buried here, so I'm visiting him on Monday. Were you born and raised here in Las Vegas? Mm-mm, no. Michigan, but my father got smart, moved us out of the cold state, and brought us to California. Gotcha. Then I got my uh, son here, and then I got the Holy Spirit, which is my brother John. He's much <laughs> more religious than I. Once he heard I was doing Renegade, he figured I could not be a good Christian. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 those those double standards are going. I have a holy roller sister. Oh, I love holy rollers. Yeah, she's yeah she she thinks I'm gonna burn in hell. It, it's it's very sad. Uh, but she's kind of mellowing with age. Thank goodness. Um, Give her a good stiff drink. It'll loosen her up. <laughs> she's actually a really great person. She's very caring, very loving. But she does have certain ways of looking at things. That's just like really. So the great majority of people on the planet are gonna burn in hell just because they won't say certain things. Amen, sister. Oh, my God. Anyway, so uh, I'm just kind of curious, Mark. What what do you think about what's happened in this whole election cycle? I call it the uh, this last year with the presidential run and what's been going on on the planet and everything. I call it the year in political hell. How do you look at it? Well, I got a party on Friday. You're welcome to show up on the 20th. It's called uh, the inaugural party. You got to wear red. Red? Yes, got to wear red. No blue, no blue men, no blue women. Got to wear red. But I'm going to supply the food, the drinks, and we're going to have a good time about a peaceful transformation. Well, you know, anything is better than what we've had for the last 15 plus years, 16, 17 now. Amen. Uh, And even before that, I mean, when have we had a good president? Not in my time. (laughs) <laughs> now, well, well, I could take that back. I think Elsinore, uh, Mr. Um, Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Eisenhower wasn't a bad guy. Well, what about when Eisenhower was leaving office and he gave his farewell address just like Obama just did, which he did not actually fess up about how bad his presidency was. He made it sound like he would just... Does, he, he brought the Does anybody? Back. He brought all this stuff back. He is him. so oh, good. Oh, God. Anyway, he scares me to death. But Eisenhower, when he was leaving office, he warned about the military-industrial complex and that it was something unprecedented in history as for, and was warning the Americans and the press. Do you remember that? Not much. Oh, my God. I was God. only three years old. 
Yeah, well, I don't remember it, but I've seen it now historically, that, that famous speech. And he actually addressed the nation in his farewell address and warned everybody about the growth of unprecedented growth of this military industrial complex that was seeking, you know, to do all this warranted and unwarranted stuff and taking power and control of things that had was never a part of America in the past. And then, of course, Kennedy came in. And then we all kind of know what happened. He inherited the Bay of Pigs and then the Cuban Missile Crisis and blah, blah, blah. But the powers that be in the military-industrial complex, Kennedy had said uh, he was going to pull out of Vietnam. He didn't think we should go there. He uh, took on the Federal Reserve and started printing, you know, the um, the Kennedy dollars backed by silver and all that kind of stuff. He is better looking than Washington anyway. <laughs> going around the Federal Reserve, you know, and the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, he was gone. He should have made some drastic changes without talking to his superiors. Well, I think he had to eventually go behind their backs just to accomplish what he was trying to do to bring America back. Based on, I think Eisenhower and Kennedy probably had a good long talk before in that transition. Yes. And I think Eisenhower gave him the skinny lowdown on what was really going on in the military-industrial complex. And Kennedy decided he wanted to put a halt to a lot of it. He even wanted to dismantle the CIA. Right? Another reason why he got fired. Yes. Yes. Literally. And there was someone who shot him. And Literally fired That's what you him. call fired. Yeah. No, you so, got a great point there because that's why I tell most people, when you start messing with the people in the powerful position, you better watch your back. Yeah. And that's the real power behind the country is the Federal Reserve. I mean, the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, that was the nail in the coffin for this country because it took the control of the money, the economy, the everything out of the control of the federal and it took it into a private corporation mostly foreign owned that has nothing to do with this country or its interests well you bring up a good point so i heard that trump wants to bring two people in charge instead of just one so when yellen steps down you're gonna have two people take care of this situation Mm. Mm. hopefully they uh are i don't know anything about those do you can you go into that i don't know who he's who he's got on his list but that was the understanding i had two people to run that two people to chair take yellen's job yeah well, Ellen, you know, whatever she's been doing, uh, you know, it's not just, much. Mm-mm. No, she, she's going to go on vacation with Obama. <laughs> now, two of them are going to kind of expand their horizons around our country. Except I hold, heard Obama is decide, decided to stay living in Washington, D.C., because I probably would imagine he wants to do as much damage as he can to the Trump. I thought it was just so the kids could finish school. (laughs) Well, they always say those kinds of things, don't they? (laughs) Yes, I'm actually retiring from my position for health reasons. No, it's because you've been caught doing something wrong, and that's why they're actually leaving. I think he's going to probably get appointed to a position uh, once Hillary wins the election as mayor of (laughs) New York. Do you think she's actually going to try that? Absolutely. I'll put money on it. Uh, Seriously, she does, will run for this, mayor. Oh Jesus! And Two if years. York, if New York actually elects her, hands down, I bet you get sixty-five percent of the vote. Oh my God! I love doing predictions like you. Sixty-five percent of the vote she gets, and she'll knock his block off. That's what I can't figure out. I mean, if anybody has half a brain, if they've been looking at the Podesta emails and all that kind of stuff, the pedophilia, the Clinton. But Foundation, that's all normal. That's Hollywood. The business as usual, yeah. Yeah, it's Hollywood. But people don't see how it that is going against their own personal interests. I don't understand how people can buy into that and think that that's okay. For the same reason California just passed a law where now women under 18 years of age 
in the business of prostitution uh-huh. are not criminally prosecuted. Oh, okay. That just passed. Okay, well, I mean... They decriminalized prostitution for minors. So what's that do for Dear John? Yeah. Ah! Well, I mean, California, I guess New York, um, the whole coastal regions where the major political po- population bases are, um, it's just, it's, it's a weird thing. It's kind of like California is also thinking of, there's a lot of popular movements to secede from the United States and, and break it up into like four or five or They six. want to give it back to Mexico. Well, in the, the, the southern part and the northern part, you know, that's mostly white. I think, no, 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 you're forgetting. The northern part is Asian. Oh, the northern part's yes, Asian. Yes, the southern part is Spanish. Right. See, so it's going to get split in half again. You got the Asians from San Francisco up, and then the, but the Vietnamese are doing quite a good job in the southern parts because they're becoming more and more neighbors in Huntington Beach. We're going to have a little, matter of fact, they're going to. Well, gonna, they speak English, don't they? Yeah, better than me. <laughs> yeah, Much yeah, better than yeah. me. I was just reading a, there's this uh, website I go to, Armstrong Economics. Are you familiar with Martin Armstrong? Not at all. Oh, God, you should check him out. He's got this uh, uh, computer modeling kind of economic program thing. Uh, he is so good at prognosticating cycles because he, he brings in, he doesn't look at it linearly, he looks at it like a circle. Okay. And and so he brings in a lot of things into his program to econo- to 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 predict the markets and what's going to happen in the economies and stuff like that not only in this country but around the world. So tell me he's thinking positive for our future. Well, he doesn't I mean, it's cycles. It's, it, you know, so he, it's not doom and gloom, it's not any of that kind of stuff like a lot of other economic prognosticators do. Right. He's looking at it in a very honest, very broad spectrum and he's been so successful that governments and major financial institutions around the world have asked him to come in and consult and explain and the uh, US in, in the US, I think it was the FBI, uh, they wanted to know how he put this whole computer programming together because he is so accurate. And he wanted, they wanted his proprietary rights to it. And he Ooh. wouldn't give it to them. So they arrested him. Ooh. And they could only legally hold him because he hadn't done anything wrong. They just wanted his... 48 his, hours and either arraignment and prosecution. No, it ended up there was like this window that they kind of kept pushing for, I think they could hold him for just so many months or something like what? that. And then they went past that and he ended up spending seven years in prison because he would not give up his proprietary rights and, and the See, intellectual property. See, those are true heroes in my eyes. Yes. Those so are true heroes. Martin Armstrong. Armstrong. Right. But what he just said, I was just reading one of his articles, a little post that he does, his blog post, and he was talking about what is uh, one of the major aspects of what is really important to economy and currency uh, the health of a currency, a country's currency, and all that kind of stuff. And he said, any really strong currency comes out of a nation that has one language that is the accepted language. When you start We're getting multicultural, yes, and We're he was saying slipping. exactly that. He says, if, if everybody can speak the common language and, and really communicate with each other, it creates a confidence level of that country, and therefore it, it creates a strong dollar or a strong whatever the currency is. And he, he talked about it back through history, the whole thing of how, how when empires fell, it was because all these cultures were coming together and they could not speak the same language. And he even talked about the Tower of Babel. 
Mm-hmm. You remember how everybody spoke one language? And they couldn't understand each other. Yeah, but then, <laughs> yeah, God, supposedly it was God that came in and made everybody speak <laughs> <different> <laughs> <language>. <laughs> Yeah, and the Tower of Babel fell. So that's what he was talking into. And I thought that that's really well, fascinating. That's See, we had our towers too that fell. Yes, we mm. did. In fact, in my last show, mm. you know, we should talk about that. Well, towers. I'd like to take off on what you just said because I know in my neighborhood, which is very conservative uh-huh. and white, uh-huh. there's four main languages where I live. Four, four million? Four mi- four, thank you. Four main languages. Oh, four main languages. Okay. Million? Let's go. Really? How did that happen? In hunting That's the fireball talking. <laughs> but what's really interesting is when I go to Fashion Island, which is upscale New York, New York, Newport Beach. Have another sip. I know. I got to control myself. <laughs> you don't hear English anymore. Yeah. You really don't. It's I like know. the people that are working in retail better start learning the four other languages. What are the four besides Spanish? Well, Spanish isn't used that much as people would think, but Chinese, Vietnamese, and then, of course, Persia. Oh, oh okay. I love to use that Iranian. word. Iranian. Persia. It's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful uh, Farsi, then. Because I love Persian cats. Oh, yes. yes. Well, cats so. in general, but... Yes. No, but the Farsi, so it's Farsi they're yeah. speaking. Yeah. Interesting. And so, yeah. So that's... You're right. So regarding the language, and so you're looking at even the time my kids 20 years ago were going to grade school, there is at least two or three different languages from kindergarten to second grade. And that's the one thing that, in my opinion, it made this country great at the beginning is, is that the immigrants that were coming here all the way up until the last 30, 40 years, everybody that came here, no matter where they came from, they just knew they had to learn English. And, and accept the, world, the culture. And in the world, when it comes to English is the, the, the language of business and commerce. Thank you. Because you have all these different countries from all these different things. Well, they all learn English if they want anything to do with business and, and success and in finance and everything else. This is that if you're in a foreign country and you're talking business, you have to switch to English. That's the common universal language so that business can get done. So if people don't come together and actually agree on a common language, it starts breaking the culture apart. And so when you hear your pilot talking, English. Yes. Across the nation. <laughs> God, like, I love that language. Uh, well, you know, it has its limitations too. In fact, there's other languages that express uh, the what it is to be a human being on the planet in the way they word things and how things are worded, where a word has uh, many meanings within it. Yes. English language is kind of limited that way. Limited. Yeah. Yeah. We're not romantic. No. Stimulating. Yeah, well, yeah. It's kind of like when you think of, uh, the English language comes from Britain, right? In its source, I guess you could say. And uh, their food really sucks. So does German food. <laughs> oh, no, there's some great German Blech. food. Oh, no, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to take brats. Here. After that, forget about it. <laughs> oh, no, they make the best danishes. and Oh, well, oh their, their desserts are... Well, that's different. For. That's different. Desserts is mm. not... Yes, well, I could go with you on that. down. Yes. Bavarian culture, they have great desserts. Amen. Okay, well, I'm going to take a break here. We'll be back very shortly. This is Everly Isby, not connecting the dots today, just talking. And Mark. The big fat buffoon oh. from Huntington Beach. Oh. We'll, be, we'll be right back. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on 
Renegade Talk Radio. Oh my God, we're back. It's me and Mark. The big fat buffoon. Oh, I am. I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I just apology. eat my day away. I say you look very stout, my dear. Thank you. Let me help you with your glasses. <laughs> Not the drinking glasses. I'll keep the optometrist, I will. Anyway, so we were talking about all kinds of things. We're just getting in the flow of just talking about Yeah, it's our first all date. All kinds of shit. Yeah, it is, really, yes. isn't it? She's being tender with me out there, Renegade Nation. Oh, I'm not ready to beat you up yet. Yes. We haven't disagreed on anything, really, no, have we? No bruises yet. No bruises. Well, anyway, um, we were talking about on the break, we were talking about how you had said in the previous thing, and then we kind of got around the bend in other directions, but you had mentioned that Trump is appointing to the cabinet for the Federal Reserve on the board. Replacing, replacing Yellen, Yellen with, with two people. Two people. But we don't know anybody about anything about that space particularly but you were saying it would be really a good idea to get someone like someone who's really been a critic uh, an intelligent critic who has a background in economics ron paul bingo as to being on that cabinet I yeah pull know. him out of retirement and put him in a, a situation where he can start downsizing the federal reserve yeah, the international board that has nothing to do with the health of the United States of America and the people there, but for international interests, and they are running our currency and economics and finance and everything, foreigners who have no feeling, no love, no anything for this country, just their own bottom line, that's what's wrong here. Yeah, I like to see him pull his son out of Kentucky and go, come on, he needs two people to work on this. Yeah, I don't know much about Rand Paul. I mean, he seems pretty cool in a lot of ways, but then I've seen, it seems like he's been kind of pulling back some of the fire he started out with at the beginning. What do you say about that? I, I would agree, politics. because once you're in politics, it's all about trying to... Compromise. Save your soul. Yeah. Because <laughs> they sell it so easily. Well, you know, that's what's, well, it's very, it's in their best interest to do so. It's kind of like I was, I was uh, I've been reading a lot about the whole thing with the Podesta emails and the Clinton Foundation, you know, the Clinton Foundation, that is just a fraud, market manipulation, uh, money laundering, uh, pay to play, foreign governments donating to the foundation so that when she was Secretary of State, she would say, okay, uh, it's not in our interest to do so, but because you gave the Clinton Foundation all of this cash, millions, whatever it is, uh, then we'll we'll be really nice to you on this arms deal, or we'll be really nice to you on this thing that isn't necessarily. You need in. uranium? We got it. Yeah, yeah. Like what what what's going on? Like with the Bundys? Uh, are you familiar with that? Well, what the thing I'm looking at right now is if I wanted to run a project the same way the Clintons did with mm -hmm. their foundation, mm -hmm. I'd hire Hillary, <laughs> put her as my chairman, and let's do this thing right. Yeah, because. People know it's pay to play. To play. It's oh. who you know and who you're greasing, and you're going to get what you want. Well, and what's really interesting is that Chelsea, you know, the daughter. She's really good at this. Well, but what's interesting, and I can't think of this man's name now, uh, but she, in regards to the foundation, is that she brought this man in to because she was starting to notice some irregularities in the oh, foundation. Oh, yeah, that the, the family could get in trouble. Yeah, so she brought this guy in. I can't think of his name. I wish I could. Because he's been missing now for like three months straight. Kind of like Christy. 
Yeah, after he got in and he did a little audit and was just seeing how they were running the foundation, Chelsea became aware of what it was, and, and there was enough going on to where he immediately resigned, and the next day he has not been seen ever since. Uh, and it's been like two, three months now. He's on vacation. <laughs> or he could be in, um, I don't know, maybe he's in a safe house somewhere. Could be with Russia. Maybe he's closer <laughs> to Putin than we think. The oh, rumor, the, yeah, the amount of rumors that come out of this shit's amazing. Oh, I know. It's like I everybody know. just throws shit on the wall and everybody goes, it sticks. Have you ever wondered, Mark, though, that, you know, when it comes to all of this, the politics, because the, to me that's the surface government. Uh, and they, cre- it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. You know, you have, you know, Dorothy and the Scarecrow and this Tin Man and the Lion and, you know, the whole tour and then Toto too. And they finally, in their quest, meet the Wizard and they've got this all this huge the show illusion. going on. The illusion of the, the Wizard. Illusion. And it, it took Toto, the little dog, to go over and pull the, you know, curtain, the back. curtain back and go... Don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, and that's what I think the surface politics is. It's distraction. Amen. So that you don't really see what they're really about and what they're really doing. And we never will. We never will. A lot of it's coming to light. Nope. As soon as you get the light on one spot, they're going to go ahead and divert and go somewhere else. You watch. If somebody gets exposed, they got to just look at Christie. Christy Olsen disappeared. Why? Because of the bridge gate. Because he sacrificed two of his most trusted employees, the soccer mom and the other gentleman, and let them take the fall for what? His bullshit. So Trump knew he lied and went, bye-bye. Now you don't even know where Christy is anymore. Well, They disappear. Now I wish Obama would disappear. But no, oh, he, like he nice? said, he wants to stay in Washington so his kids get a good education and stick with it. Yeah, I guess maybe they have a better education, just like Congress has a better retirement package, just like oh, you know, everything in Washington, D.C. Is, is so much so much better than what the rest of the country gets. But they deserve it. You they know. work hard for it. Oh, yeah, they work hard. Yeah. Yeah, well, talking out of two sides of their mouth. It's okay. Yeah. We allow them to have it. Every time they give themselves a raise, we put them back in office to enjoy the raise. Yeah. And that's where I kind of wonder, you know, it's it's like we all know they rigged the elections. Uh, It's being proven left and right. And when it comes to almost every single election, I, you know, because I look at like John McCain. I'm sorry. Arizona, how do you keep reelecting this man? He's obviously, you know, he's he's like he supported ISIS. And you got a good and point. And it's on record that he supports that. So how does Arizona keep reelecting this man over and over? And he seems to be just kind of so far away from being close to any kind of a heartbeat of what is good for this I've country. been giving that some thought. I know they didn't legalize marijuana, but it's got to be the prescription drugs. Too many oh. old people live in Arizona, and they're just voting for a man. They just think he's an American hero. Oh, that's a really good clue. That's a good clue. Alcohol because alcohol and prescription drugs do not mix well. And yet we, well, not me. I wouldn't take a prescription drug. I don't believe in the AMA. I don't believe in their whole thing. So if I have a problem. But you are special. I'm very special. Yes. And those people in Arizona, they just like the same old, same old. They recycle really well. Obviously, this is his fourth win. Well, a lot of, a lot of, I think, you know, when it comes to people who are in the older stages of their lives, they are very invested in the system. 
and they've also been so brainwashed over so long and they don't really understand how the system really works against them. They think it works for them and they've probably done, some of them have done fairly well. And when you look at John, do you really think he wants to hurt you? Yes. <laughs> but you're an exception. I know, I've always been Everybody else believes in him. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe it. I've seen pictures of him, you know, with the smiles on his face, standing with ISIS leaders in uh, uh, He's Iraq. a bozo. Well, you know, he spent a lot of time as a POW in Vietnam. Yeah, I know, he got what caught. What happened to him there? He got caught. Well, I know, but, you know, there's a lot of veterans who say that, who are in that POW camp with him, Hanoi Hilton. Yes. You know, and they said that McCain actually sold them out. That he's not any kind of a hero. I just know, as as I know, as a senator, he sucks. Yeah. So if the past had anything to do with his presence, he sucks. Who knows what happened to him? And he was almost booted out a couple of times, but somehow, some way, he always comes back. He is the maverick. (laughs) But I'm hoping God will take him soon. That would be nice. Yes, he's it's a mystery a, to me as to why he's still there. But it, it's kind of like that revolving door thing that happens in Washington. That thing we call D.C. It's very scary. It is. So I guess that's why Trump is actually uh, so scary to the powers that be in D.C. Yeah, because so yeah. even the Republicans during the confirmation hearings and all this kind of stuff, and the press conference and all that kind of stuff, people who should be in in all tradition of a transfer of you know, from one presidency or administration to the next. It's always been done basically with a lot of honor and integrity and all this kind of stuff. And you have these senators, even Republicans, who are like attacking, you know, like Sessions and Tillerson and all this kind of stuff. They're saying things in a very polarized way. And basically, it's like they're saying, I, I don't, I've never seen this before in history. So Trump and what he represents and what he's trying to do actually scares the shit out of inside the beltway i think, I think it all started when he started saying the stupids in washington <laughs> you know so they felt like well if he called me stupid i can come back at him then you know what i mean <laughs> he's throwing a left hook i'm going an uppercut no so i, I wish i wish i would see him say stupid more i miss that part of him <laughs> you stupid stupid people oh and that reminds me i mean i put up on my facebook page everly isby page and you should check it out. But I put a video up because you remember Merle Streep at the Golden Globe that we were in. She did that I watched that whole it. thing, right? I, I didn't. I didn't watch. I it. got on my knees and prayed to God for someone as intelligent as Meryl Streep. <laughs> she's a great actress. She's one of. I think she's one of the greatest actresses of. of uh, she's up there. And with the she should the stick to acting. Yeah, she should because. But what? But I kind of understood it when I saw this video and I put it up on my Facebook page. Uh, it was an analysis of Trump. And what she referred to is this, um, I guess he was a, a journalist and who was actually handicapped or had some kind of, maybe it was, I don't know what he had. He some had kind some of kind of, of physical disability. Yeah. And so, and then Trump, when he was making fun of whatever the guy actually said, he didn't have he was mimicking. Yeah, he was mimicking the individual. That's what, that, what it looked like. Right. But then I watched, I had this video that I posted on my Facebook page that, that showed that that's one of his normal mannerisms when he's in the, I'm going to poke fun at something. And, and so those mannerisms that he did with his hands, that's a common mannerism that he does all the time. It had nothing to do with that journalist. Equal treatment. I love it. <laughs> yeah. He, and you know, and I remember the time when uh, Megyn Kelly attacked him in the first debate mm-hmm. when she broadly brushed his 
misdemeanor against women in general? No. It's a few women he attacked. And guess what? Equal opportunity. Oh, my God. There are certain men that I have attacked. Damn right, you have a right to. Yes. Because, I mean, it's it's, it's not a, a male-female issue. It's not a black Thank and white you. issue. That's why, I mean, as an example, I have a problem with political parties in general. Because you can't, you can't have... It's not one thing or the other. Any issue, whether it's in a relationship with another person or business or religion or whatever it is, it's not black and white. It's not one thing or the other. There's all the shades of gray in between. Political parties create the polarity of it's black and white. It's Republican or Democrat. Uh, I feel sorry for people, actually, who think that the political parties are the answer or the solution to the challenges we face as human beings on this planet. But like you said earlier about how people are brainwashed, it's the same thing when you look at a religious organization. Yes, it it's is. Like if you look at Jehovah Witness Mormons or Catholics, it's like, we got the truth. Yeah. You're going to hell. Polarization once yeah. again. See, and so people are in that kind of mindset, like we got the right answer, you're wrong, so we're gonna attack you. And you miss everything in between as to finding a way to come together Compromise, and find a solution. Find us, or understanding right. the differences in order to find something in between that creates a, a win-win for everybody. Well, like I tell most people, you know, you got A through F, right? Okay, you can't always get an A solution, so find a C solution so everybody can get along and move and on. And build from there. Yeah, and if your party seems to get more people that are thinking in one direction more than the other, then fine you get a B solution. Yeah. But we don't think that way. But you know how I envision it is, is you know, if, if when, it look, when, when you're coming to people who are gonna take public office and they run, they run to be voted to come into public office, is this that I don't care what party they represent, who are they and where do they re- really stand on the issues? Who are they really? And the political parties, kind of cloud all of that. Because it's always about the power. It's about, yeah, it's about the political party itself and sustaining that party. It's not about finding solutions and answering to the challenges of what the people are, 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 are looking for within their public servants. A good point. You know, most people know Dana Robacher, who's a congressman from my district in California. Yeah. Well, he was mentioning how he might take an office, you know, a certain party to Trump. So Scott Baugh, who's in charge of the Republican Party in California, Orange County, was going to step in and fill his shoes. Well, then Robacher says, nope, I'm not taking that position. I got three young kids and a wife, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to stay here. I don't want to move to Washington. Another career politician. Right. And he's already won like six times in a row. Nobody can touch him when it comes to winning the election. Well, Scott Baugh is like, well, wait a minute. I'm going to challenge you this time. And I'm thinking, go ahead. You're just a Republican. He's a Republican. You guys think a lot alike. So if your ego thinks you can beat him, go for it. Because elections in California take about $700,000 for a new comp for somebody who's not an incumbent to try to win an election. At they, least. At yeah, least. at least. And, and the way the whole party politics game, pay to play, boop, 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 you know, is it, which once again defeats the whole idea. I mean, to me, if someone wants to run for public office, and this is where I looked at Trump. When they should have a job it, first. Well, well, they ha- should, they should have, it should be on meritocracy. They, they have, there's a merit there. They've, they've, they're um, like Trump accomplished in something like Trump whatever it is it doesn't yeah he's he's accomplished as a, a real estate mogul and corporate 
He's accomplished he, he, a lot in every yes, aspect in of the so world. so many things. Um, and, and who he's trying to bring on his cabinet are people of the same kind of excellence of they are meritable. They have accomplished things more, very successfully and are well-respected. So much more than a... Um, Organizer in Chicago? <laughs> Is that where you're going with this? Uh, well, uh, anywhere. Yeah. I'm just talking in general. Mm -hmm. I, I could uh, slam Obama for years uh, and Clinton and. Yeah, we could never the stop. The Bushes and, you know, yeah, it would go on forever Amen. and ever and ever. So, but the whole idea, the whole political party system and the. The, the monopoly of the Republicans and Democrats, which once again, that just, it's the red and the blue. Oh, what does that mean? And, and why is one an elephant and one a donkey? Do you know the history behind that? No, I don't. I don't like either one. Uh, I would never pick either one of them as a pet. <laughs> well, right. So, I mean. Why do they pick a dog and a cat? I'm really curious about that history. Why is one a donkey? Or Benjamin Franklin thought we should have the turkey. <laughs> so, why not a turkey and an eagle? Well. Why they pick a donkey and a, I, love, I have You're going to tell me how they picked a donkey and an elephant, aren't you? Well, historically, that's kind of an interesting question. Why those little you know mascots what does it mean what, what, what originated that whole thing that's an interesting question I always looked at it this way Republicans eat too much they're fat like an elephant uh, and the Democrats when you listen to them talk they sound like a jackass ah uh, amen well you're that's closer you're, you're, I'm close you're closer to the Republican spectrum <laughs> than, even though it, you're fat and happy and healthy mm -hmm. I don't know anyway let's take a break here okay. and are we going to come back Hell yes, I'm going to go get another drink. Okay, honey. Let's take a break. This is Everly Isby, uh, connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. No. We'll be right back. Bye. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby. Right back at you. This is Renegade Talk Radio, and this is Connecting the Dots. Uh, and on the break, Mark, uh, I can't... I had to take a potty break. Yeah, we all did. But but it... All together. No. <laughs> but, it, but, but We save water that way. But yes, which is necessary, apparently. And, and that's why we were talking about the California drought. As so we're going to take a shower together, aren't we? Save water? <laughs> I'll do your back if you I do guess mine. It's coming down to that now. Damn isn't right. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, should, we, should we bring Richie in? I don't know. We, and oh, anybody else who needs to take a shower. Well, there's only room for three people in that bathtub. It reminds me of that old saying, you know, uh, you know, when they say, you know, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yes. Do you know where that comes from? No idea. Okay. Well, we turn the music down here because I just realized I forgot to turn it down. Because we're actually talking now. So we're going to turn this music down. Oh, we can talk over it. Well, I know, but that's kind of... Irritating. You know, that. I think that's part of my issues in life. I was thrown out with the bathwater. Well, yeah, but the, the back, you know, I and I didn't understand where that came from. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It came from the industrial area and, you know, the the whole thing of, of people who are trying to make a living and everything. And there's just only so much water. And this is back before, you know, the tap the water, the, and whole the, th the tap water, you know, nice plumbing in the house, all that kind of stuff. So oh, they would bring plumbing. water. Yeah. So they'd bring the water in from the well and mm -hmm. they'd fill the bathtub. And the first in line to take a bath was the husband or the father figure because he'd been working hard all day. 
and he'd be the first one to t- get in the tub and take the bath. Such and then an next, ass. however, well, no, not necessarily. He was, was the dirtiest. He, he brought in the bacon. So, therefore, the, he was first in line. And then the wife or whoever, however, families figured it all out. And then by the time they put the baby in, who's the least productive member of their family, that's unit, the one that should take the bath first. Yeah, but he's now, the baby is going in this really dirty water, and you can't yeah. even see the baby anymore. And you think it's done, and you throw the baby out with the bash water bath water and that's why they say don't throw the baby out with the bath water isn't that now the way it works in my house my wife takes the bath first i jump in afterwards and she always goes but i shave my legs i go mm, that's okay and you got little hairs all over i your just body. rinse myself off what the hell you know what i mean but we save 30 gallons of water that way the same goes to pissing she pisses first and i piss next i can hold it oh god the That's too much disgusting. information, TMI, as yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very honest sharing. man. Thanks for sharing. I love to share. <laughs> I share myself constantly. So this is the first time we've actually really talked. I mean, we've talked on the phone a couple of times, but not in any Amen. great length. Yes, I had so, to meet so, you in person. Yeah. Mm, finally. And uh, so in the break, we actually talked a little bit about the California drought. And I said, uh, that's a man-made drought. Amen. And they did it on purpose. And you agree? Absolutely. Okay. And and I then I brought up Jim Stone. It's a, a website. And as I was saying to you, and I'll just catch everybody else up on it, is, is that Jim Stone, I don't know if that's his real name. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. But from little bits and pieces, you can NSA. snatch out of what he says. Yeah, former NSA. And he's now living down in Mexico. And he set his website up, protecting it from any ability for anybody to shut him take down. him down yeah <clears throat> so he's done all these precautionary measures and they keep attacking him but he keeps going uh because he's smart enough but what he was saying uh and i've talked about it in my last show was is that it was a man-made drought not by the average human being now god no. could have interfered with that well yeah god does curse those that sin mm-hmm. and california is known to be a sinner well, yeah, but I don't think that's what's behind that. <laughs> he probably gave some of our politicians some ideas. Screw the people. Well, I think that's been in the works for Take a the long water. time. That's been in the works since even before we became a country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, international interests. But Stone, as you're saying, had some good ideas. Well, he was talking about the fact that the drought, and he had reports and stuff that he had gathered over the past to prove that it was... Uh, done on purpose, where as a fact that the, the, the actual record showed that the rainfall levels uh, over the last five, ten years are normal. Yes, they are. And we are a Mediterranean climate, Southern California. Yes, but what they actually did was even when they did have heavy rainfall, they opened up the reservoirs that were for agriculture because California is a major agricultural base for the entire country if not the world in a lot of ways it's a huge agricultural community and what they did when rainfall was happening is is that they started opening up the floodgates of the reservoirs that were supposed to give water to the farmers that was in order for the little fishy the delta smelter to go to the salmon they can eat their dinner Something like you gotta that. let the fishies out so the salmon coming upstream have a place to swim and eat well i don't know what that has to do with reservoirs and because and the fishy are more important than us oh i see as yes. they kill them off with fukushima radiation <laughs> and when they come back they're really kind of weird 
Mm. <laughs> they glow at night. <laughs> but no, they, they opened the floodgates uh, during heavy rains and drained the reservoirs to place and then and then explained to the farmers they couldn't give them any of the state water for their crops. They had a statement for that, you know. Oh, really? What Whoops. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Shut it, quick! Wait, uh, there was a guy drunk on duty on the reservoir, and he opened the floodgates and drained the entire it reservoir was that, of water for the right. whole state. It was that good old-fashioned uh, little feud between the McCoys and the, what's the other? Clint, Clintons? Clintons? No, Clinton, well, it might as well be. Yeah. Clintons. Clintons? No. <laughs> Whoa, well, I knew it doesn't matter. But, um, and then when he talked about, and this is really interesting to me, is is that as Trump is coming in, all of a sudden, California gets this unprecedented torrential rain, flooding, uh, destruction of the you know the hillsides. You know the what do you what do you call that when everything comes down from the hillsides? Uh, you know, uh, I love the way you move your arms. I thank you. I I, I was Italian in my last life. I guess I don't know. Um, I have friends who tell me that at a party across the room they can look at me and they know what I'm saying by what's happening with yeah, my Yeah, but the hands. way you're moving your body. I'm talking you're, to somebody you're, else. They're not involved. You're distracting me. me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the erosion. Landslide? Landslide, thank you. That's okay. I'd rather watch you move your arms. <laughs> anyway, um, the, uh, the, all of a sudden over this last weekend there was just this torrential downpour where, where he was talking about that people live on the coastal areas of California, they would see normal storms that were coming in and they would just sit off the coast. Mm-hmm. And and it reminds me of a lot of the stuff that I have read over the past, uh, old government uh, reports that admit that they're doing weather manipulation, that they are doing all this kind of stuff. And they've, those go back to the 1960s at the latest. So they've been doing this, they've been practicing how they can control weather to, for their own interests. Well, that's for, easy. What? You know, we have so many Indian reservations. Yeah. Well, dancing was against the law. They have allowed it now. Oh, they're letting the Indians the dance. Yes, they're the tribal the dancing to get the rainwater. Yeah, you got to do that rain dance. Well, what's interesting, though, to me... They got out of the casinos and been rain dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but the point I'm making is, is that is that uh, all these years of California drought, which obviously was kind of like a manipulated effort to create the destruction of the farmers so that, you know, as they are bankrupted. Independent farmers, that's right. Not corporate farmers. Not the agricultural. That's right. Right, so as they fail because they can't have enough, they don't have enough water for their crops, these, they, they bankrupt and then the corporations come in Buy it and he's on, yep, on the dollar. And then they plant GMO, non-human food, uh, to sell it not only to the entire country, but the world, because California is one of the major agricultural produce So it's producers. good money operation. Mm, GMO, good money operation. Is Very that what GMA, GMO is? Genetically modified, yes. <laughs> Scary stuff, man. Ah. Have you have you ever read into some of that stuff or what Mm-mm. the GMO does? No, I don't want to educate myself. I I'll scare myself and I won't be eating anymore. And I'm not the big fat buffoon that I is. Mm. I want to stay fat. Okay, I'll cover it. I love them whoppers. <laughs> Give me my Big Mac. <laughs> I want that. What they call that stuff? The uh, slime? 
Oh, you mean the, the like red beef? Yeah, whatever that shit they put in it. That that gray matter that. Comes whatever out of it works for me. The really cheap. I'm regular, meat. you know. Ooh, wow, that's really scary. <laughs> I, yeah, I read about that. I yeah, when it comes it. when it comes to sharing the, the toilet with my wife, anything that's not liquid gets flushed. Oh lordy God! <laughs> we ain't saving the water, she says. You're <laughs> dumping that shit. <laughs> And so it should be. Anyway. But I got total toilet, so it's only 1.6 gallons of flushing. Mm. I did my part. Okay, then. Well, well, I mean, that, but that's all created, all that emergency stuff, is because they're manipulating everything to such a degree. Typical. They, 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 they blame it on the people, when it's actually their machinations and their, I don't know, profit margins, destroying the planet along the way, and they don't care. Mm. It's interesting. It's about the money. But what is really interesting to me is is that how they did the sudden reversal in California. All of a sudden, these torrential rain things are coming in at a, a major advanced degree they haven't seen in Keep years. the Indians dancing, sweetheart. <laughs> Get them dancing. No. I call them happy feet. But now they're creating all this erosion and the flooding. Oh, and it's temporary. Stuff. Yeah, and, but they're, and they're filling the reservoirs. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. And is it because that maybe Trump is going to actually address some of these inequalities within the maybe even the corporate structure? I mean, he's when he corporate talks man. about yeah, the EPA and the rules that they have engaged yeah, in. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and when you look at, at at the the issues of you know some of the things that have been going on, like with the Bundys, are you familiar with that? Oh, I am. Very much, yeah. I mean, you know, and the Bundys and the people who were involved in those standoffs against the BLM and the had National nothing Congress. to do with Harry Reid's interest in the land. Exactly, nothing and, to do with his son and the Clintons and everything else. the The land, like the Bundys, you know, that the, their ranches on has heavy mineral and uranium deposits. And, and we're going to let the Russians deal. in. Yeah. Yes. We love the Russians. Yeah. It was a Canadian corporation uh, owned by the Russians. Yeah. We'll just give the Russians our uranium. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a really national security interest. Ah. Anyway. So, um, you know, I just, there's so much stuff going on right now. Uh, how do you feel about Trump uh, and what you think I like his hair. be a <laughs> I like the man's hair. And the other day when it was really breezy in New York and I saw it move. Well, you know, that was exciting. His I, hair moved. I, you know, I don't know if it was, which talk show host, uh, late night, whether it was Colin Farrell or whatever. It was. Alex Baldwin? I don't know. Mimicking him? I, I just saw this short clip where the, it, Trump was sitting in the first seat next to the desk. And uh, he actually, Trump actually allowed... I think it was Colin. No, it wasn't Colin. But anyway, whoever it was allowed him to put his hand on top of his head and like really mess up the top of his head to prove that it wasn't a toupee. It wasn't the, fake. It I was missed real. that. I know. It was great. I have to Google it. It's real hair. Amazing. But yes, I like the way he's coming across. I like everything he's been doing, the people he's picking and how he challenges the media and mm. tells that one Thank at God. CNN... Baked head, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I, I wish to God he would have just said, shut the fuck up. That was an insult to the press corps as well. It was. Because that's not how you handle the, whether it's a president president or a president-elect. Nobody. Or anybody in that kind of a position. When you, you're at a press conference, you do not take it over that way. 
That was Nobody just so balls off the walls. Would Anna. have done that to Obama. Or Clinton or any president of the past. Nobody. That, was, that never has happened. That was so, like, that just shows you how panicked they are. Good. I agree. Good. I agree. Well, anyway, I think we should shut this down for this evening. It was yeah, so time much for fun. another drink. Yes. And uh, I'm thirsty. I need some real water. Are you parched? I parched. You parched? I parched. All right. Well, then let's, let's sign off here. This has been fun. We got to do this again. That would be fun. When do you want to get together? Oh, well. Pick the we'll, time. I'll we'll be there We'll have another drink you. and we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Okay. Anyway, uh, Renegade Nation, we're signing off here. This is Everly Isby signing off and Mark. The big fat buffoon. I just can't say that. Because you're not. Anyway, uh, Mark, my darling. Yes. Uh, I'm saying goodbye and say goodbye to our... Buenos renegade, noches. Renegade Nation. And uh, goodbye and sayonara and everything. And we're proving that, you know, culturally we're creating a currency to fall apart because we're not speaking English. Amen. <laughs> we all got to come together, folks. Doesn't matter where you come from. We're the human beings on the planet. Come on, let's all work together. This is Everlate saying good night. Good night.